welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. It's great to have you joining us today. We just got started last week with our new season. And last week, I mentioned that I definitely want to talk about some events that happened while uh, we were on break And uh, so we're going to focus today on that. Before we do, just want to remind you again of the some of the new things going on. One is that uh, every day, Monday through Friday, you can listen to about a two and a half minute inspirational devotion on pray.com daily devotions with Rick McDaniel. So if you want to start your day with that or end your day, it's on live on pray radio. Uh, 11.30 Pacific Time, 2.30 Eastern Time, or you can listen on demand. You can just go and and, uh, listen to the individual devotions. If you want to do it that way, it works into your schedule better, but I'd encourage you to do that because you'll get a really great story and uh, some inspirational thoughts, scripture, application all in two and a half minutes bing bang boom it'll be done and i think it'll really help you these are the same devotions that i've been writing for years that have helped so many people and gotten so much positive feedback they're the same kind of devotions that will be published in a book that comes out in january so now you can listen to them just like you listen to the podcast and i'll just read each each one a different one every day monday through friday and you can tune in on pray.com on the pray.com app is probably the best way to do it so that's kind of the newest thing that's happening something else that you can take advantage of Um, obviously it's always good to go to rickmcdaniel.com because you can find out so much you can actually sign up for the devotions that i write so if you want to read them you can do that. New one comes out every Wednesday. You can read other things that I've written, find out about places I'm speaking, all those sorts of things. Just at a corporate event this past week. So I speak in, in corporate settings. I speak in church settings, athletic sports settings, do all those things if you're ever interested in that or somebody in your company or church or uh, team. Could contact us through rickmcdaniel.com, the speaking part, and then I've got the writing part plus the podcast here. And I got something else to share with you um, coming up in a few weeks about seeing me on uh, on TV. Uh, nothing big, nothing big, by the way. No great big part, but I will have a little fun with it in a, in a, a new show that's coming out in October. So we'll talk more about that. But today I want to focus on the idea of finishing well it's not just how you start it's good to have a a great start for sure but it's finishing that is so crucial and i've talked about this before but i've never delved into it as deeply as i i have here recently and let me just say it's such a big thing for me that I spoke in a church a message called Finish Well, which is broadcast or which was broadcast last Sunday nationally. I wrote a devotion about it, which came out on Wednesday. So 
the message on Sunday and the devotion on Wednesday, and now here today on Friday, I'm back at it again. Now, each one of these are slightly different. Uh, they're all different amounts, lengths, for instance. The, the podcast is shorter than the message by a little bit, and the devotion's much shorter, and one's written, and two of them are aud- audio. And of the two that are audio, one is me in speaking mode, and one is me here in the podcast mode, which is a little different. And that just shows you how strongly I feel about this. And this just came to the forefront for me when I watched what went on in Afghanistan. And it was just so shocking. Polls have said that the vast majority of Americans are just not happy about how it ended. We, we didn't finish well. Whether you thought we should stay or go or whatever your political leanings are, most Americans were bothered by the way we finished. And, and that, again, is the chaotic nature of the, of the finishing. It's the fact that people were left behind, the way that people had to get to the airport. And of course, the worst is that we lost 13 of our service members in the process, 11 Marines and then uh, someone in the Navy and a soldier as well, sailor and a soldier and 11 Marines. I mean, this, this is just unacceptable. And the whole way that that went down was just so disturbing. You know, we started well in Afghanistan. We, of course, uh, dismantled their ability to base there for terrorism. So in the last 20 years, America never got attacked. We ended up capturing and bringing out justice to Osama bin Laden. We went in and my son served for a year in Afghanistan. So I know a little more about it maybe than some. We served there. We helped to uh, do a lot of positive things, did a lot of great things for women and children and for education and for infrastructure. Did a lot of good stuff. But it was time to leave. Let's just say that it was time to leave, whatever that looked like if we left a a, a small force or not. The bottom line is when we left, the way we left was just, just total chaos and it just was not finishing well. Now that's what happened and historians will have to determine all those things and the military and lots of other folks will break down all the things that went wrong in that situation. But that is something that we don't have control over. You and I, we don't control that. But we do control our lives. We do control what we do with our lives. And the thing that ought to jump out at you it certainly did me, and it's why I'm so big on this, is that that was a great reminder of how important it is to finish well in life. That finishing well is crucially, crucially important. Now, you know, what, what does that mean to, to finish well? I think to finish well means that you are still growing your whole entire life. You're, you're still growing. You are still living out uh, your purpose and God's plan for your life. That, that's what you're doing. That, that never changed. You're still following the leadership of Jesus. You are moving in a direction in which you are simply realizing your God-given destiny, if you want to say it that way. And I think it's a good way to say it. So finishing well is, is really the ultimate goal of every individual, at least in my mind, it should be. That you know, start with the end in mind, Stephen Covey said. Well, if, if the end is the end of our sojourn on earth, our time 
in this life, then if we start with how we want that to end and we work backwards, we can make sure that we end up finishing well. There are lots of reasons why people uh, don't finish well. And I, I like to take a little bit of time and talk about some of those because I think it's important to, to just break down, you know, like how did that happen? You know, so at some point, some make a decision, really. They just, they make a decision that they're not going to finish well. They, they lose their passion. They lose their zeal. They lose their resolve. They no longer uh, approach life in the same way. For some, it's an accumulation of choices and they may seem like little choices, and what happens is that over time, those choices move us away from God's best for our lives. So little by little, we move away from the path that we should be on, the pursuing the plan that God has for us. And before you know it, you are not going to finish well. Some really just kind of decide that for whatever reason, you know, that they're going to pursue a different path. And, and then that path is not a path that leads them to the best possible life that they could have ha had. It just doesn't result in a maximizing of their full potential. And it doesn't result in coming to the end of one's life and looking back and saying, yeah, you know, I, I wasn't perfect and I certainly made mistakes, but you know, I have a peace with the, the life that I led. Now in the Bible, there is an individual who epitomizes what it means to finish well. You could say that he was obsessed with finishing well. His, his name was the Apostle Paul. When he was in Ephesus, which is in modern day Turkey, I've been there, it's a fascinating place. He spent three years there. That's the longest he spent in any place as he established churches in the first century. When it was time for him to leave, it was very emotional. Everyone came down to, to the harbor to, to see him off. And the leaders were there. And he says in Acts chapter 20, verse 24, I don't care what happens to me as long as I finish the work the Lord Jesus gave me to do. Which is completely focused on finishing, not just starting, but finishing. And then over in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, very famous words. You've probably heard them read at a funeral before. And if you didn't know, these are the words of the Apostle Paul. He says, I have fought well. I have finished the race and I have been faithful. I fought well, finished the race and been faithful. The Apostle Paul saw life as a race. That, that's how he saw life. He saw it as a race. And so to him, the idea was that you would win the race. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 9, he actually says these words, run to win, run to win. He was very familiar with the Olympics and in the city of Corinth, when he wrote the letter Corinthians to the city in Corinth, Corinth held the second biggest games in the world. The first were obviously in Athens, the Olympics. The second were called the Isthmian Games. And the Isthmian Games took place in Corinth. So he knew all about 
athletic competition and in in Corinthians he talks about boxing and he talks about running and he says run to win now running to win for him meant finishing well it didn't it didn't mean finishing in fifth place and it certainly didn't mean getting disqualified from the race or quitting the race it meant finishing the race and winning the race and he said i finished I fought well, I finished, I was faithful. It'd be awesome for any of us to be able to say that about our own lives, to come to the end of the road in our own lives and be able to say, yeah, I, I, I fought, I battled, I, I finished well. I was faithful to God, I was faithful to my commitments, and I finished well. That, that would be, I think, a marvelous way for anyone to to finish their life now the question obviously is well how do i do that how can i make sure i finish well and win the race good question and the answer is do what paul did i mean follow his example just like we follow the example of people who are successful, we say, hey, he built that company. How did he do it? You read the book, you go to the seminar, you listen to the speech. We do this all the time. We say, don't reinvent the wheel. Just follow the principles of the person that was successful in doing it. And since the Apostle Paul was so successful in finishing well, then let's follow his principles for finishing well so we can too. So how did he do it? Well, first of all, he, he stayed close to Christ. In Philippians 3.10, he says, all I want is to know Christ. So his lifelong pursuit was really to stay close to Jesus and to be more and more like Jesus, to have the values of Jesus be his values, to have the teachings of Christ be a part of his life. That's, that, was his, that was his focus. He, he said, I, I I just want to know Christ. That's all I want. All I want. You know, all I want. Wow, that's a big statement. All I want. What do you want? Do I want a new car? I want a new house or I want a promotion or I want a better job. or I want a healthier body. I want to get married. I mean, there's a lot of things we could put under the all I want. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things, by the way. Those are all normal, natural things to want to have in life. But Paul said, all I want, in other words, at the top of the list of all the things that I want is to make sure that I know Christ, that I am in relationship with God through Jesus Christ so that I make sure and live out my life following the unique purpose and plan that God had for me because every person on this earth all seven billion plus have unique gifts unique talents we're all originals we shouldn't try to be a copy of anybody else we should want to be an original and we need to live out our unique life's purpose we need to live out the unique plan that God has for each one of us and not allow anything to take us away from that. And the way we do that is by staying close to Jesus. Because the more that we stay close to him, the more that we won't miss out 
we won't miss the plan. We won't get off the path that, that God has for us. And these things happen through, like I mentioned, the devotions. One of the reasons why I'm so into these devotions and writing them is because it's a great way. You know, you read a devotion, you spend some time in prayer, and you center yourself on a particular scripture verse that's in the devotion, because all the ones I write always have a scripture, as do many that many people do who've written devotions. You've got a scripture, you've got your thought for the day, You've got your time in prayer and you, you've communicated with God. God's communicated with you and you're staying close to him. That's how, you know, that's, that's, that's number one. It's one of many, but it, it's number one. Certainly attending a, a good church is crucial. So you have that weekly encouragement uh, serving, using your gifts to serve others. Again, the church allows you to do that in many different ways. Following the teachings of Christ, the principles of the Bible, walking in those ways, all of these things develop the character that you need and ultimately the power that you need to be able to live the life that is so important and vital to live in order again to finish well, to come to the end and have fulfilled God's purpose and plan for your life, the unique purpose and plan that he had just for you. So that's principle number one. The next principle is you have to be disciplined in life. In order to finish well, you must be self-disciplined, self-controlled. In that 1 Corinthians 9 that I mentioned earlier when Paul talks about running to win, he says this in verse 27, I keep my body under control, make it my slave, so I won't lose out after telling the good news to others. In other words, what Paul said is, I'm going to exercise self-control so that I don't do something that disqualifies me from the race. And after I told the good news to others about how they could discover their purpose and God's plan for their life, I, in fact, wouldn't live it out in my own life. I don't want to do that. And the way to keep from doing that is to practice self-discipline and self-control. It's crucial. It's absolutely crucial. So many people will never finish well because of a lack of self-control because their their discipline was not there it was not strong enough to keep them moving in the direction that they need to move I and mean, just think about how discipline is needed in just every key area of life mental discipline you've, you've got to have it i've talked on this podcast before throughout the pandemic about fear and about giving in to fear. And this is all about mental discipline, mental toughness, just not allowing your mind to take over and run into fearful places and fearful thoughts so that you just react and do things that you, the decisions that are made out of fear are usually very bad decisions with the exception, of course, of the, the, you know, the fight or flight type of urge. But beyond that, they don't turn out very well. Physical discipline. How are you going to get to the end of your life and end well if you don't take care of your body? You'll probably have a shorter life. You, you won't live as long as you 
should have lived or you won't be able to do as much in life as you should be able to do because you simply don't have the physical strength, the physical energy. And it's all about discipline. We all know the things that we have to do to be healthy. We know we have to eat right. We know that we have to exercise. It's it's not a secret. There's enormous amount of information out there about how to exercise and how to eat right. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to discipline. Are you going to do it or are you not going to do it? I work out the same three days every day. Monday, Thursday, Saturday. Like clockwork. If I'm not traveling, everybody at my gym knows I'm going to be there. They know what time I'm going to be there. I mean, it's just that simple. When it comes to eating, you know, you've got to decide. You've got to figure out how to eat. I just was recently on a, a speaking trip and I was in Kansas City, Missouri, and they have like three or four of like the best frozen custard places around. I love that stuff. I had it twice while I was there. If I ate like that all the time, I'm not going to have my physical health. Can't do it. Yeah, you can splurge every once in a while, but you've, you've, got it, you've got to do these things. Discipline with your time. If you waste time, you will not finish well. Because time is a resource just like money. And by the way, financial discipline. You can't finish well. There, when you read some of the stories about where people are at with retirement in terms of not being adequately prepared to retire as if they could live on a little tiny amount of money from Social Security, it's shocking. It's shocking. And the only answer is lack of discipline. Because if you discipline yourself and you just say, I got to put money away, well, of course you want to spend that money. Yes, that's understandable. But you discipline yourself to say, no, I'm going to put money away. I'm going to put money away. I'm going to keep putting it away. And over, you know, a long period of time, the miracle of compound interest works for you. And you get to a point where you're like, wow, I'm making a lot of money on the money that I already made. I saved it. And now it's making me money. And, and really on and on it goes Discipline helps you to focus your energy in a specific direction. And it is a lack of focus that causes you to not finish well. You don't win the race unless you have laser focus. You've got to have it. Think about the Olympians. We just had the Olympics, you know, a few months back. You want to talk about people that understand self-discipline? These swimmers, they get up and, you know, start swimming at six o'clock in the morning. I mean, what? Jumping in the chlorine water at six in the morning doesn't sound like fun. Work out for hours, then take a break and then they go and eat and then they work. Then they work out in the gym. They didn't do an afternoon practice. I mean, it's massive amount of discipline required. People, many people will never reach their full potential simply because of a lack of discipline. Paul's third principle was have a learning attitude. Paul was someone who was very well educated. He studied under one of the most famous rabbis of his day. Gamaliel was his name. When he became a follower of Christ, he took three years to now take all his learning and everything he knew about Judaism, go back through the scriptures and study and see how Jesus was the Messiah and all the prophecies that were fulfilled with with 
Jesus. He came back then and met with Peter for 15 days, just listening to him, learning from him. Went again back to his home area for another 10 years. And it wasn't until Barnabas came and got him and said, hey, we need your help in Antioch in Syria, which, by the way, is the first place people were ever called Christians. And then he went with him. And that's when he really launched into his giant ministry and, and had such an enormous impact and wrote half the, almost half the New Testament and started all these churches. But he spent 13 years, really, and being in that continued learning mode after he was already a scholar in his own right from his education. So to finish well, you have to have and maintain a positive learning attitude throughout your life. I mean, throughout your life, you've got to have a learning attitude. Of course, there's lots of ways to learn. Reading is a great way to learn. Listening, like you're doing right now in this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast, it's an example that you have a learning attitude. So reading and learning, and reading and learning don't end when you get a degree. And by the way, if you don't have a degree, you can still be very well read and learned by reading and by listening. Learning from people. And I talked earlier about, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. Learn from people who've already done it. Learn how to do it by studying people who've already done it. Use the same principles and you can have a similar kind of success. I mean, every situation is different, but the fact of the matter is that if you have an attitude of learning, yesterday I was listening on Clubhouse to Les Brown, well-known speaker for many years, talk about storytelling. Now, you know, I, I'm a storyteller. The devotions I do are all based around a story. You know, I could just say, hey, I'm, I'm a well-known teller of stories and, you know, doing now these devotions uh, on Pray.com and got a book coming out. You know, I'm an expert. People should listen to me. But I want to listen to Les Brown because the guy's been around forever. And I want to hear what he has to say about storytelling. Even if I pick up just one little tip, it could make what I do better. Something to think about. And the experiences that you have in life. You know, if you take time to reflect on them, you can learn. Or you can, you know, again, you can have experiences and learn nothing. You know, some people have 40 years of one year of experience. And some people have 40 years of growing experience. I mean, some people just keep repeating over and over again, and some actually learn through their experiences. If you have a learning attitude, you can finish well. And then Paul developed key mentoring relationships. You've got to develop key mentoring relationships if you're going to finish well. This is really crucial. You just can't finish well without these kinds of relationships. You need people in your life that you can be friends with and that can give you feedback and can help you. You need mentors who are wise. The thing about friends and mentors is that they can give us perspective at crucial times in our lives. And, and that is can be the difference between finishing well and, and not finishing well. We all have these God-given gifts and we need to develop them. And it is our friends and our mentors that can help us and encourage us to develop those gifts. And they are also the ones that can say, hey, you're, you know, you're not using your gifts the way 
you should or could. They can give us perspective, help us to see things. You know, we all have blind spots. In the Johari window, if you remember that from a psychology, you know, there's a, a quadrant that we just we just do not see. We do not see. And we need people to help us see that. Friends and mentors can see negative patterns that might start to develop. And it's a funny thing, the forest and the trees thing. You know, you're in the forest and you can't see the forest for the trees. And sometimes we just get so involved in what we're doing, we don't realize that there's some patterns that are developing in our lives that are not healthy, they're not good. But when we have friends and mentors, they can point those out to us. They can also encourage us to take advantage of opportunities. Sometimes they can believe in us more than we believe in ourselves. And they say, they'll say, hey, you can do this. You should, you should start that. You should take that opportunity. You should pursue that. And that can end up making an enormous difference in our lives and, and can cause us to, to finish well. They can spot signs when we're plateauing, when we're really not growing. And, and they can, because they know us and love us and care about us, they can hold us accountable. And we all need that. And many times people miss out because they don't have that. The fact is that some people have not finished well because they didn't develop the friendships and the mentor relationships that would have saved them from mistakes that would have helped them to take advantage of opportunities. And you've got to pursue those relationships. You are never too old to make new friends and you're never too old. And I, I, I'm de I've developed a new mentor later here in life who's just farther along than me. And, you know, I'm a mentor to many others, but there are people that can help you and you need to listen to them. So these are the four principles that Paul used that caused him to end up finishing well. Make finishing well your goal. And here's what you do. Finish well today. Finish well this week. Finish well this month. Finish well this year. And if you keep finishing well, every week, every month, every year, you're going to come to the end of your life and you're going to have finished well. And that is a goal worth pursuing. Have a great week. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.